1: sunshine and a smile. Birds chirping above, the beauty of nature around you. Marvellous wonders around you, it's all very clear.
2: Tea
0: The JMNAM three-weeks format usually begins with a uh, nice transition through some of the uh, Dvekas classics here at JMNAM. Uh, you heard from Volume 5, Omar uh, Hashem, Volume 4, Had Shema Kolenu, Volume 2, Had Both Gam Kielach and Hine Kel. Our Monday morning theme song, Maasecha Hashem, it's Mayor Sherman, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Monday on this July 6th, the 19th of Tamos, Hope Your Fast was Fast. And easy. And welcome to the three weeks. We are um, in three weeks mode at the Siegel Network. You've got a uh, mostly a cappella three weeks format all through your musical day. And, of course, um, great programming otherwise as well. Uh, we'll do this for a period of three weeks, culminating with uh, Tish Above or the observance of Tish on the 10th of Av, Sunday to 10th of Av, uh, two weeks from Sunday. And then we'll get back into our regular format and, uh, start heading toward a brand new season, as we call it, at the Nahum Siegel Network. JM and the AM Monday, 71 degrees, eight, it's pretty warm out there, 88% humidity, winds are calm. Today, partly cloudy, a high temperature of 81. Then tonight, cloudy skies, a low of 73. Tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms, a high temperature of 88 degrees. Yushalayim is at 88. Uh, up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp Misora are enjoying day number, what is today, 5? No, it's already day 6, right? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbat, Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> today's already day 6 of camp. My gosh. Time flies when you're having a good time up there in camp. Uh, up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp Missouri have partly cloudy skies. They're at 55, heading up to 84 later on today. Woo. They'll be warmer than we are on this uh, Monday. JM and the AM, uh, Ruth Lichtenstein, who is the publisher of Hamodia and has uh, put together another incredible Project Witness event, is going to stop by in hour number three this morning. There is really a, a very significant and incredible historical piece that she is responsible for. And we will uh, discuss all of that in hour number three later on. Reminder, tomorrow we head to Houston. Randy's going to be here tomorrow morning. We head to Houston, Texas. And uh, Wednesday's show will be our visit to Houston, our three-hour visit to Houston in the aftermath of the massive flooding and the damage done to the uh, Jewish community and neighborhood down in Houston at the end of May. We'll get an update, I guess, what is it, six weeks later? We'll get an update. We'll find out what's going on, see if we can help in any way. And um, this is part of the JM and the AM outreach to uh, other areas of the Jewish world. So a big thank you to those who have made it possible for, head, for us to head to Houston. We'll do that later. We'll do that tomorrow, actually, and then Wednesday you'll hear our show from there. And then we'll get back into, a, um, into our regular presentations here at JM and the AM. So a big week for us as we head south and try to help out in any way possible. Make sure to be tuned in all through the week at JM and the AM, but especially Wednesday morning when we uh, emanate from Houston, Texas, and the uh, Jewish community there. JM in the AM, three weeks format at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County is at 91.9 on the FM dial. A lot of people heading back and forth to the Catskill region and from the Catskill region this morning. So remember, you have three different radio stations to tune us in, in addition to the NSN app which is probably the clearest way to hear everything that we do. Round the World on the Web, jmandtheam.org.
3: The am.org. <laughs> Wir es gut nicht mehr. Mann, die sammeln, ich habe Wo Glister, sich? Wo
1: We so in alive. in
3: in Wir zusammen, wir sind zusammen. Sie zusammen, zusammen. Sind sind nicht schwer, aber lache, es mehr. Dich, die zusammen, wir haben euch Wo Wo i a big fan of the world.
4: i the
3: We'll hold on, let's hold together. We'll
1: Share my Terem call you Tir Lee ain't not sa, bechet soko, as i Adon o'lah, ma malach.
0: B'terem
1: kol yitzir ni rah. Lee ain't not sa, bechet soko, as I'm elashimonikrah. Lee achareyo norah. Oh, the whoo, the whoo, the whoo, the whoo, the the whoo, the whoo, the whoo, the whoo, be who I am, be who Farah, Don't know la ma sharma la be term ko yati ni ra ri en na sab khaf so ko ta ma shmo ni kra ko wa do you lohtara be mubaya be mubal va pruje aur rahman hamra khaim lahu <laughs> rakhman hamra khair rahim lahi ni bisain ban bani beynu lahu fe Salve to your sechu beahavu. Lish mohohoya, lil скова голны нерай
3: Why is <laughs>
0: A.M. the A.M. Atayachad is um. Oh, where are we here? There we go. is uh, is from six thirteen from the Yesh Chadash CD. Avinu done by uh, the cast of Hamisha Gezangen. Kol Ish with Adon Olam. You heard Ah 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 done by the Yeshiva Boys Choir. Ahavas, a song from Donny Gross and uh, the cast of Hamisha uh, Otros with achtos to open up that set here. At jmnam Monday morning broadcast, thanks for joining us at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9, on the FM Dial Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world in the web, JMAM.org. Golly, it's in the background. News from Israel coming up. Reminder, Randy is in tomorrow. She's going to be doing a Tuesday jam in the am while we head down to Houston. Our Wednesday show is going to be down in the Houston, Texas area where we'll be visiting and finding out how we can help with the flood ravaged area of uh, the big post shavuas flood that took place down there in Houston. So we'll be down there tomorrow. The show is Wednesday between six and nine. Make sure to be tuned in. A big thank you to our friends at Travelers Choice who are absolutely amazing and helping to make the arrangements to go down to Houston and to be there. So I thank them very, very much. And um, we'll be uh, doing the show from there on Wednesday morning. Golly, it's on the background. News is next and plenty more here on a three-weeks format Monday. Hope your Shabbat Hamu's Fest was an easy one. We say welcome to a Monday morning. Ruth Lichtenstein, Project Witness, has a major event next week. She'll join us live in studio coming up at JM in the a.m. Galil Tzahal Israel Army Radio 2 PM newscast for a Monday is next booker to from Janan Galil Tzahal sha kan Shibel
5: Karmi mansur im ma she kore akhav asar levitchon apnim gilat erdan noad btsoraim im sagel ha pikud abakhir shel ha mishtara bikoret merumezet al kah shma hashpirsema hod'a ha menaka et tatnitsa vefraim Bracha. רק אתמול, אחרי שהתאבד כתבתנו הדס שטייף השר לביטחון הפנים גלעד הרדן הגיע לחזק את סגל הפיקוד הבכיר במשטרה ודרכם לגבות את השוטרים הרדן התייחס להיתבדותו של תת ניצב אפרים ברכה ואמר כי יש חשיבות עליונה בהפקת לקחים מסקנות מיידיות כל אלה הוסיף חייבים להתבצע בתוך ארגון ומחוץ עלו אורנה שהייתה פקודתו של ברכה גם בימים האחרונים אמרה לידן קוולר בגלץ שפחו את דמו אדח חקירה.
2: רישקו לו את, את נפשו, לחקו לו את השם הטוב שלו. יום יום, לפניך כל המארח המשפחתי, ואת הקשורה, ביואמ יצחק
5: בוועדת הכלכלה של הכנסת החל הדיון הציבורי על מטווה הגז. הממונה על ההגבלים העסקיים, הפורש דוד גילו אמר שם, כל עוד נובל אנרג'י תחזיק גם בתמר וגם בלוויתן, לא תהיה תחרות. אני רק חושב שהיה צריך במטווה לשים יותר משקל על התחרות, בגלל מובן מאליו שתחרות הייתה מובילה להורדה של המחיר של הגז הטבעי. אני חושב שכשתחרות לא עובדת, אז פיקוח הוא פיתרון. את הדברים הביא כתבנו ניטי ענבי. שר הרווחה חיים קצ, איתר את מנכל משרדו, יוסי סילמן, משום ששריו לפטר שני סמנכלים במשרד. בריאיון לעידן קוולר סילמן את השר קאץ ואמר, הוא סיים כל פגישה אחרי עשר דקות.
1: I was honored today, it was not ugunified for
5: פרסום ראשון, בכול שדות התעופה ומעברי הגבול בארץ ניתלו שלטים עם הנחיות נגד נגיף המרס, כתבתנו יערה שפירה.
4: השילות מורה לכל מי שהגיע מדרום קוריאה ומחצי העיירה ומפתח חום ומחלה נשימתית בתוך 14 יום לפנות בדחיפות לקבלת טיפול רפואי ולהדיע את הצוות הרפואי על נשיאתו. הנחיות האלה מצטרפות לחוזר של משרד הבריאות מלפני שלושה שבועות שהנחה את המסודות הרפואיים להאביר לבידוד מטופלים שמתעורר חשד כי נדבקו בנגיף.
5: פלסטינים עידו אבנים לעבר הרכבת הקלה בציר שואפת בירושלים, הם מפגעים ונזק נגרם לרכבת, כתבנו יותם ברגר מוסר שנערכות שריקות אחר חשודים. מעקב מחירי האננס בתוכניתו של רינות היום שמנו את ניסים, מוכר פירות מירושלים שדורש עבור קילו אננס 90 עד 130 שקלים. מה
1: זה 130? זה תלוי בעונות של האננס. של האננס בשוק, ככה זה. המחיר עולה יקר מאוד. ואז אבל אנשים עדיין קונים. תתפלא לשמוע גם לא מרוויחים על האננס. זה אין אנחנו הכי יקר, הכי יקר בארץ. אני חושב שאלה גם טוב בארץ
5: מזג האוויר, מחר ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שאורך חדר
0: שיפר. אליהו הנביא, אליהו הנביא,
1: אליהו, אליהו, אליהו הנביא, אליהו, אליהו הנביא. I the wanna
6: be Eh the wanna be I wanna be, be. 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 walk down the street Wahoo. There's a guy that I wanna meet. I asked him how you doing, said I'm doing okay, and I'm here to bring Mashiach any day. Eliyahu, Eliyahu Eliyahu
1: wanna be,
7: Eliyahu
1: wanna be. we wow. wow. Seder. Pace that time. I said, Oy vey, I forgot, forgot to buy, buy wine. Eliyahu comes walking in, four cups for me and one cup for him. Eliyahu, Eliyahu wanna be, ba ba. Eliyahu wanna be, Eliyahu wanna be, wah. Eliyahu, Eliyahu, Eliyahu wanna be, Eliyahu, Eliyahu. So this day da dub dub
6: cow, return, get pure, God's in the house, here's my palit, hang on, I'll take the ride on the eagle's wings until I'm able, the
1: holiday to this day. The holiday of Tisha The holiday of Tisha B'av. 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 Young man, Ki love,
8: Kim Khaye, you know, we are young men, oh, boy, and man, boy, And to see me, me el şakai beyzası tayra tayra deyimunası kek
1: the monosy, the monosy, the monosy,
8: sacca e bezzosi
1: toi roi roi daiemo nosi perché
8: sacca e bezzosi toi roi roi daiemo nosi perché sacca e
1: bezzosi toi roi roi daiemo nosi perché sacca
8: 2
0: a.m. in the a.m. at uh begun, Miami Boys Choir, the um, segment from Around the Campfire. I've Flam from the Songs of the Three Weeks with Al Kane and you heard Schlakapella. Schlockrock a cappella style with the holiday of Tishabov and Elio Hanavi. we got to edit that over there. Misspelled the. Can you imagine that? Misspelled the word of. Haha. <laughs> uh, the holiday of Tishabov and Elio Hanavi to open up the hour. Monday morning broadcast, three weeks format. It's JM and the AM coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Mrs. Ruth Lichtenstein, Project Witness, has a major event coming up. We'll talk about that. Uh, that's happening next week. We'll talk about that on the air. Tomorrow we fly to Houston. Randy will be here tomorrow morning doing the show, and then we go to Houston tomorrow uh, for Wednesday mornings, JM and the AM. Houston, of course, the the target of a massive storm and a lot of flooding, you may recall. And uh, that happened right after Shavuos. We'll be visiting the uh, damaged areas. We'll be uh, reporting. We'll be giving some moral support, telling everybody how they can help. That's all happening this Wednesday morning at JM and the AM from Houston, Texas. Looking forward to going and lending a hand, so to speak, letting people know they can help out uh, a very important neighborhood and community uh, for us here in the United States. JM and the AM, next, Ellie Gerstner. Ooh. In the AM. Himesh Gachech, done by Ellie Gerstner and Company. 7:30 on a Monday. Reminder we head to Houston tomorrow. Randy's going to be doing the show tomorrow morning. We go to Houston, Texas, and we will be uh, doing the show from there. Wednesday mornings, JM and the AM will emanate from there, where we're going to be exploring the uh, community and neighborhood uh, that was uh, so devastated by the post Shavuot storms. We'll be down in Houston. Wednesday mornings, the show. Make sure to be tuned in here at J M First week of our three weeks format, with 71 degrees outside and partly cloudy weather, with a high temperature of 81. Amazing day on our stream all day long, even though our season is coming to a uh, to a close, as it usually does toward the beginning of the three weeks. Mayor Weingarten, nonetheless, has prepared another great live edition of the Israel Show, which is coming up at 9 a.m. this morning, right after J.M. and the A.M. As the three weeks of national mourning begin, Israel mourns the loss of 26-year-old Malachi Rosenfeld, murdered by Arab terrorists last week. You'll hear his father's heart-wrenching eulogy and the story of the Rosenfeld family. Mayor will have that for you. Also, the Israel Show will is shared with you the orders of the Army General Staff for Shivasar Batamo's. Plus slow and, slow and inspirational Israeli music mix, uh, four to three weeks. All right after JM and the AM coming up, starting at nine a.m. this morning on JM and the AM dot org. Don't forget to like the Israel Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words: Echadishmas Zev and Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk.
7: Good morning. The first nevuah to Yermiyo was in Tammuz thirty three thirty two. It did not pertain to Eshelayim. However, in Elul of the following year, the Nevuah concerning the korban of the Besamiktosh, the destruction of the Holy Temple, was revealed. At that time, Yermyo was accused of treason because his Nevuah was somewhat demoralizing. Yermayoh was then cast into a dungeon, but Sidkiyoa Melech saved him. Yermayoh was born on Tishabov. It was disturbing to him, as he had to be the one who would be the novi of destruction, especially as it concerned his people and the land that he loved so much. The first attack on the Beis was led by one of the ministers of Nebuchadnezzar. On the 7th of Av, which fell out on an Erev Shabbos, the enemy entered into the Beis where they staged a great feast and then vandalized the Beis On the day of Tisha B'av itself, the Beis was set aflame and the fire burned for 24 hours. A small group of Jews remained in Yehuda. Many died of disease or were killed. A number were taken into exile to Bovil. Others fled to France, Germany and Spain. In the year 3742, Hordus began the rebuilding of the Beis Hamikdash, As is recounted in Masech Tobava Basra, this was 334 years later, the Beis was in a bad state of disrepair. Even though Boba Benbuta, one of the Tanoim, made the suggestion, the Bnei Yisrael were suspicious of Hordus' offer. Knowing the havoc that he wreaked in Klal Yisrael, they were afraid it was just another evil scheme of Hordus. In the year 3750, the Beis was completed and Hordus placed a large golden eagle above the entrance of the Besa HaMikdosh. Some time later, as Hordus lay dying, the rumor spread that he had already died. Some Tamidech HaChomim then went and tore down the golden eagle. This was an affront from the gates of the Besa HaMikdosh. When the people were caught, they were brought to Hordus, who then had them burned. The second Besa HaMikdosh was destroyed in 3829. The various factions in Yerushalayim, though they were impoverished and weak, all united to fight against the Romans. A Roman historian records that Titus was wounded during this fighting. Some of the Roman soldiers deserted to the Jewish side. They didn't believe they would be successful in conquering Yerushalayim. However, on the 17th of Tammuz, the walls were breached, and on Tisha B'av, 38.29, Fire was set to the Beis The three weeks are a very challenging period for us. We realize the magnitude of our loss and what has transpired during this time. Chazal suggests that during the three weeks, we take out time each day to do tshuva, repentance, and also to reflect on the destruction of the Beis Amikdosh and what life is in Golos, in the exile. It is important during this time that we hope and we pray for a glorious future, for the future in which the Besamikdash will be rebuilt, the third and final Besamikdash, and we will see the coming of Mashiach bimherah. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning physic. Have a nice day. J.M.
0: and the AM Mondays, we've kicked off our uh, three weeks format at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Special greetings to those who are traveling from the Catskills back to the New York, New Jersey area this morning, many of whom are listening on three different radio stations at three different times. Well, we have had a a wonderful relationship, as so many of you know, with uh, Josh Melman and the folks at Travel Cell. In fact, again, next month, they're going to be responsible for our communication as we head to Israel uh, to do yet another couple of days of programming uh, during the month of August. So uh, they've been amazing. Uh, and we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about Israel and what they're offering everybody in uh, just a few minutes. But uh, we could not have been prouder to see that he and everybody else at the FJCC, the Flatbush Jewish Community Council, they went ahead in a strong outpouring of unity and appreciation. They presented the police department, the NYPD, with a donation of $10,000 in memory of three police officers who fell In the line of duty, they also welcomed three brand new chiefs to the helm of patrol in Brooklyn Borough South. The Flatbush Jewish Community Coalition, excuse me, Jewish Community Coalition (FJCC) in partnership with Flatbush Hatzalah, Flatbush Shomrim, and local elected officials held an NYPD appreciation event and presented the FJCC Heroes Fund to the Patrolman's Benevolent Association, Sergeant's Benevolent Association, and Lieutenants. Benevolent Association. Josh was quoted as saying, "He chairs the FJCC, the Flatbush Jewish Community Coalition." He was quoted as saying, "Today we commemorate the memory of those officers who paid the ultimate sacrifice for all the citizens of New York City, and honor those who serve all New Yorkers every day." Words can hardly express our community's gratitude. Josh Melman, welcome back to JM in the AM.
9: Thank you, Nacho. Good morning. To what an and to all the listeners!
0: What an amazing gesture! I can only imagine how the uh, officers and the um, uh, uh, the uh, the police personnel of the NYPD reacted to this gesture.
9: Yes, it was a very beautiful event, very brief show. We actually ha- held it in the uh, Flappish Hatzala building. It was an Achtes event. There was two focuses on this event. One was Achtes in the Flappish community, which is what the FJCCL, Flappish Coalition, has been doing for the last two years since we started. The chairman, the honorary chairman, I should say, of the Flappish Coalition is Malcolm Holman, your good friend and radio co-host, radio uh, personality. Um, uh, Malcolm and myself and a group of others who started this coalition two years ago did it for the sole purpose of representing the greater Flappish community to elected officials, to the police department, to all levels of government, federal, state, and local, and more importantly, to unite the community on communal events, on communal affairs. And we've been extremely successful in uniting. We've been working with all the rabbin and all the principals and all the Russia yeshiva, all the yeshivas and schools in Flatbush. We now, in Flatbush, work as a team. There's a community effort on everything that's going on, and we're very thankful to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we're able to do that. This event, Nachum, was such a kiddush Hashem. It presented achtas to the police department. A lot of times they say, hey, this guy is Jewish, is calling me. That guy is Jewish, he's calling me. Here they came, they saw all the people who work in the greater Flappish community, which is perhaps one of the largest communities in the entire United States, Jewish communities. And we all worked in unity. And it was Flappish HaTzala, Flappish Shomrim, people who dedicate their lives 24 hours a day to help fellow Jews. And the New York Police Department, which works 24 hours a day to help uh, all citizens of the community. And we showed appreciation and actors together. We donated $10,000, as you said, in memory of the three officers that were unfortunately killed in the line of duty this past year. And the priests were very moved by it. They never kept such large donations for, um, for commemoration. And the money was given in a very interesting way, Nachum. We gave it to the three unions, the uh, PBA, the Patrolmen's Benevolent Association, the Sergeant's Benevolent Association, and the Lieutenant's Benevolent Association. Each one of the three unions sent down their top people, and we presented to them, each one with a, with a check, with the $10,000 divided up. And they were so moved by it. And in the presence of all the commanders of Brooklyn South, all the precincts that have Jewish communities in it, with all the commanders of the patrol bro brooklyn south as well. Josh, so it's a very beautiful event.
0: Josh Melman's with us, Flapos Jewish Community Coalition. You hear about the gift that they presented to the uh, different branches of the NYPD and the uh, Achdos, the unity that is, uh, that is being formed, or that's uh, continuing to uh, express itself through this unique group. Uh, It can be very confusing uh, for people outside the Jewish community to understand who's representing the Jewish community and how many different organizations and interests there may be out there, so it's good to have one coalition uh, in your neighborhood that's able to Represent everybody. By the way, I read in, in addition to the uh, the awards that were given and some uh, uh, some very um, uh, wonderful plaques and uh, and honors that were given uh, to different people at the event, you actually met somebody whose wife, in the line of duty, was
9: saved by Hatzalah members twenty years ago. It was an amazing story. The head of the Sergeants Benevolence Association (SBA) got up at the event and asked me, so Josh, "Can I just say a few words?" And he said, I want to speak on behalf of all the unions. I got up and he said, you know, this is a a unique, large, beautiful gift that your community has given us today. And it will go to help all the officers in Brooklyn South and all the precincts that represent the Jewish community. He says, but this is not the first time that your community (laughs) has helped the NYPD. He says, you know when the first time was? Uh, over 20 years ago, he says, I was an officer in the 70th precinct, right in the heart of Flatbush, in the 70, 0 and was a, uh, a thief or someone that they arrested for some crime that was somehow able to get loose once they arrested them in the precinct, grabbed an officer's gun, and started shooting and shot two police officers in the precinct. And very seriously. And he said that Hatsola paramedics, came to the rescue within minutes, and they saved the lives of those two officers. He says, it's not for them. They wouldn't be alive today. And he said, and everyone had a tear in the eye, and he said, you know, one of those officers...
0: Is my wife. Unbelievable. And, amazing you know,
9: story. and that was 20 years
0: ago, you know, as, as uh, involved as Hatzala members were in the community and uh, were out there and were ready to, you know, to, to, to pounce to help people. Obviously, we're much more used to it today. That goes back 20 years and they were there at the forefront to make sure to save someone's life. Pretty amazing. Colla So a big, big thank you and a Colla to the Flatbush Jewish Community Coalition, the FJCC, in partnership with Flatbush atsala Flatbush Shomim, and the local elected officials who held this NYPD appreciation event in Brazil. Presented uh, the Heroes Fund, the FJG, FJCC Heroes Fund to the PBA, the SBA, and the LBA. Josh Melman chaired it, and uh, a big Kiddush Hashem, as you heard. I want to thank you because, uh, again, this summer, as you've done before, you are going. You and your uh, staff at Travel Cell are going to make sure. To be um, at the forefront of our communications, we're going to be heading to Israel next month, as so many people are doing, both this month and next month, and we'll be able to keep in touch and to uh, broadcast from Israel close of the work of travel. So, first, tell us: Are you seeing? Because you know what happened last summer, Josh. It's no secret what happened last summer, and I'm sure you had plenty of cancellations, unfortunately, around this time uh, last July. Uh, tell us: Are we are we ma- are we making up for it this summer? Do you see a tremendous spike in those traveling to Israel?
9: Baruch Hashem, we see a tremendous spike, and people, obviously, what a difference.
0: Yeah, that's for sure.
9: What a difference. Last year, everyone was afraid, you know, except for some uh, small unity groups or solidarity groups that tried to go and, uh, you know, show that we're with you. Unfortunately, last year, because of the war in Gaza, people canceling, people change plans. This year, Baruch Hashem, people are back in action. People are yearning to go there to Israel. People are going. People are, huge, huge amount of people went before the July 4th weekend. A lot of people are planning to go if the Tishabah and, of course, in between.
0: Oh, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, as big as July is going to be, August is going to be spectacular if, uh, if people continue to uh, plan to go the way they are. Uh, what are you doing for everybody out there? What's your company doing to make it even easier to stay in touch with everybody while they're in Israel?
9: Oh, by the way, Nahum, now that you gave away the secret that you're going in August, I yeah. think double the amount of people are going to want to know. <laughs> let's hope you so. Have to be there while you're there. You know that.
0: <laughs> Believe you me, I wish that was true. But anyway, let's hope you're right.
9: <laughs> Listen, it's worth traveling you know, thousands of miles to shake your hand. No. we are. Yeah. Listen, let's, let's be realistic. Yes, let's...
0: anyway, so what are you doing for the folks this summer to make it an even hotter summer?
9: Okay, what we're doing is we're offering a Nachan Siegel special today only you call into Travel Cell or order online at TravelCell.com, that's T-R-A-V-E-L-C-E-L-L.com. Go to our website, you order, you put in Promo Nacham Siegel, and you get a dollar off every single day that you order. Every item that you order is a dollar off. If it's usually three ninety nine a day, it'll now be two ninety nine a day. And that's a, everything on, today only. That's, that's on, Nacham Siegel Hot Summer Special.
0: That's on top of your unlimited calls, data, and all the other stuff that you do for everybody?
9: That's right. People going not just to Israel. People going to Europe. We have a lot of people who are going to Europe on all types of different missions and tours and or going on their own. People going to China. We even now just had a huge Jewish group that's going to China on a tour. And people going to South America. People going to very interesting places. But Travel fellows there for them to keep them connected with Internet, with phone service, with a MiFi that enables them to have hotspots for their iPads that are all different devices that people have. They're <clears throat> of course, what's very, very popular right now, that people want to take their own iPhone and their own Android and travel to Israel, travel to anywhere in the world, and they want to keep all their information. They don't want to take a different phone like they used to do in the past.
6: Yeah, what well. we
9: do is we give them a SIM card. We have experts literally standing by who are experts in every Type of possible device that's out there, and they're on top of the technology, and they know exactly what to do, what to offer, what settings to change on you. A lot of people say, oh, I know what to get, I'll go, I'll get my own SIM card, and they do it, and the, the data doesn't work, the phone doesn't work, they come back <laughs> from Verizon and get a literally a, a bill that costs more than the entire airfare and hotel stay because they didn't realize they have to turn off certain things on the data roaming, and they get huge, huge bills and get into fights with their carriers because they're trying to save money on it. And at the end of the day, they would have taken a travel cell, would have cost them less, and they would have no aggravation. They would have had our expert customer service and advice on what to take, how to take it, how to make it work. We have a full-time office in Heritage throw with a, with a wonderful staff there that are willing and able and ready to serve, to deliver SIM cards, phones, devices, technical support, anything a person may need we're ready for you in Australia Erf- so and here and in Europe as well.
0: All right, so uh, oh and by the way, I know that there's a big group from our community going today to either Spain or Italy. There's some group going to either Spain or Italy. They wish them to see Ottawa. Hopefully they have their travel cells with them. So the summer sale you heard about folks, it's the unlimited calls data and internet on everything, the SIM card, smartphones and devices. That's in honor of the uh, uh people who are heading to Israel during this summer and of course heading anywhere else as well. And uh, anybody who wants to save that extra dollar a day, make sure to use our promo jam in the AM. And um, and uh, Josh Melman and his staff at Travel Cell will make sure to to process that for you. That's today and today only. And we thank Travel Cell because they are always our communication center and our method of communication back to the United States. When we're in Israel, we'll be doing that again next month, and they'll be setting us up to make sure that our studio, no matter where it is, our studio in Israel is completely connected at the ready with what's happening here in Jersey City, New Jersey. Josh
9: Melman. Yeah. I just had to remind everyone the phone number is 877-CELL-PHONE or 718-382-6500. We have, we're in Brooklyn. We could just come by and literally in a few minutes get your phone. You don't even have to park. Call from outside. We have curbside service. We're 1981 Coney Island Avenue between Avenue P and Quentin Road. We're in Lakewood. At 252 5th Street, we're at Five Towns, Judaica, in the five towns, the heart of the five towns. Hashi and his staff are ready to serve. It takes a few minutes. They'll have you out with your SIM card, with your device. We're ready to serve you at TravelCell at TravelSell.com, 877-cell phone. Call today. Get a dollar up every single day of every single device that you order. Thank As you. mentioned, J-M-M-A-M and the AM, and Nachum
0: Thank you, Josh. A great summer ahead, and we look forward to uh, your service in Israel again. Thank you for being part of the team.
9: Thank you, Nachum. Have a great day. Thank
0: you. Monday morning broadcast. More coming up at JM and the AM. Project Witness has a major event happening on July the 14th. We'll explore that with Ruth Lichtenstein and plenty more between now and 9 a.m. if you keep it here at JM and the AM. (laughs)
1: Hashem you I don't.
2: Me
6: I Shalom,
0: Goldwag wag from the acapella soul album that's called Ki Nicham, a.k.a. Pella, had Ki Malachov to, uh, to actually to wrap up the 7 o'clock hour on a Monday. Uh, heading into the third hour of our broadcast, and it's July 6th, the 19th of Tammuz, and this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, Broadcasting Live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. She has been a guest of ours in the past, and uh, she is ready to uh, coordinate yet again an incredible event happening under the umbrella of Project Witness this coming July 14th, a week from tomorrow night. It's happening at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. It's called Once Upon a Family, the Saga of Polish Jewry. She is known not only for her work with Project Witness, she is the director, in fact, uh, but she is known as the publisher of the Hamodia Daily Newspaper, and uh, she is Ruth Lichtenstein, who is with us live in studio this morning here at JM in the AM. Mrs. Lichtenstein, an honor to welcome you back to JM in the AM. An honor to be here. Thank I, you. I appreciate that. Is there hope for a daily Jewish newspaper in the Jewish community? Is it possible that there would be room and there would be enough of a demand for a daily Jewish newspaper in the Jewish community—is that possible? Yes. Well, what is it now? Over ten years? Eleven years? What is it exactly? Over eleven years, we are still here. Unbelievable. Obviously, the question I just asked should have been asked and probably was asked a million times eleven years ago. But that was the big question: if a daily Jewish newspaper in the Jewish community could survive. And look at this—eleven years later. I'm sitting here with a copy of today's Hamodia right in front of me. How do you like that? Uh, by the way, how... Because I know your weekly, which is published on Wednesday, basically goes everywhere. I wouldn't be surprised if it's everywhere around the world at this point. But the daily, what's the range? Like, it's in the Catskills for the summer, right? You can get that in the yeah. Catskills. Where else? Can you get it all over New York and New Jersey, basically? Yes. Anywhere else? Or it's... Uh, that's it. Oh, it's the tri-state area. Tri-state area. So there are people... I'd be shocked at which neighborhoods are getting this newspaper every day. I'd be surprised, right?
10: You will. I would be very surprised. Talking about the weekly, we have three major editions. Yeah. American, European, and Israeli. Yeah. And we have small editions in Australia and South Africa as well.
0: As a weekly in Australia? Yes. So if I'm in Switzerland, for instance, I can get a European Hamoudi on a weekly basis.
10: Yes, you can, from our London
0: office. What about Poland?
10: The same. You You just need to arrange it.
0: You can get it if you're living in Poland. You can arrange it. So there are Jews living in Germany who are reading Hamodiyah on a weekly basis.
10: I believe that they are reading Hamodiyah on a daily basis online, our digital edition. Right.
0: A lot of people are using the digital edition to actually check in every single day.
10: Absolutely. Unbelievable. Eleven years later. Congratulations. What Thank month you. did you launch it? It was launched what time of the year? It was launched on Kislev on the twenty-fifth yard site of my father, Zachon Vacha. Wow. And here we are, eleven years later.
0: That was right before Hanukkah at that time? Yes. Wow. Big Hanukkah present for the Jewish community. Anyway, continued Hatzlacharaba. It's Thank amazing you. what's going on. And by the way, we should mention one other thing before we talk about Project Witness. You are one of the people, and it's amazing to me, with the whole world going digital, and the whole world going into this advanced technology, it is amazing to me that Jewish newspapers and magazines have had some type of renaissance, right? Some, you you could identify an area of popularity that has just taken off like crazy over the last few years. You're obviously one of the reasons for that, but we should mention that in the outside of the Jewish newspapers, in the Jewish magazine arena, the Hamodia uh, personnel have also been responsible for that. Because you, every single Monday, which would be today, you have a Bina magazine that comes out, right? And then you have weekly magazines that are attached to your newspaper. So everyone thinks of you as newspaper. You're part of the whole magazine revolution as well. So.
10: Well, we have, I guess, to thank the Ribbon Shalom for giving us Shabbos. So.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Without that, <laughs> the magazine industry would be finished, huh? But you want to know something that's funny? There's plenty of reading going on outside of Shabbos. I think people want interesting stuff. And as long as it's presented nicely and it's interesting, I don't know, they're willing to pay for it and get it. And obviously. We are
10: trying our best. Obviously. And we we'll, will continue yeah, in Obviously,
0: we'll never know what life is like without Shabbos, but, uh, one can conjecture. Anyway. So that's the story with Hamodia and Mrs. Lichtenstein and her staff's influence on the world of Jewish publishing. Now we have an opportunity to speak about her influence and, uh, her staff's influence. On something called Project Witness. Project Witness began, uh, how long ago? How long ago was it for? I
10: guess when I turned seven, which was like two and a half years ago. That's it? <laughs> two and a half years ago, Project Witness, we've no, no, been. No, no, no. When I turned seven. Yeah. Which was two and a half years ago. All right. Meaning the newspaper turned seven years old? No. When you yourself, yeah, okay, <laughs> very
0: funny. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, two and a half years ago, Project Witness is founded. We've been to no some-
10: project Witness was uh, Project Witness was founded. Uh, I would say many years ago, about. uh got more into the knowledge of the public when we came out with our monumental work. Right, the boat. Yes, Witness to History. Right. And since then, when I thought that, you know, I finished my work and I can go back to normal life, I discovered that we actually just started. And since then, we started with uh, programs for high school, for colleges, yeah. for middle school. So, so
0: your point being that this was a work that was essentially a lifetime work
10: for Absolutely. you.
0: That culminated in its first stage with Witness to History, which was, we we spoke about it at length when that book was released. And we talked about its impact on many schools and and many families out there. And you were thinking at that time, after all these decades of finally having realized this dream of having this book published, you figured that's it. This project is now... You know, in its final form, you didn't realize that it would really catapult you into a whole array of different arenas now that we call, you know, under the umbrella of Project Witness, which is pretty amazing. And you mentioned schools and you mentioned, and there are a lot of different projects that are going on. Anyway, one of the things that you have been committed uh, to do is uh, to present documentaries which explain and which um, uh, present to the Jewish community the history of the Jewish people in the 20th century, and obviously the time of World War II. And this coming Tuesday night, a week from tomorrow, Project Witness presents an exclusive world premiere of an original, riveting documentary. It's called Once Upon a Family, the Saga of Polish Jewry at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. Uh, there will be um, survivors, liberators, and their descendants who will be part of this a very distinguished host committee of people in our community who are ready to make this a major success. And in addition to all that, you are going to be presenting as guest speaker for that night, Rabbi Yisrael Meir Lau, who's not just Chief Rabbi of Tel Aviv and a Holocaust survivor and somebody who served as Chief Rabbi of Israel, but somebody who has been at the forefront of telling a story. His story is absolutely remarkable, and as we always say, his story was duplicated so many times in that era. So this is happening a week from Tuesday night at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. Tell us about Once Upon a Family
10: Okay, so Once Upon a Family is the story about a Polish Jewry. Um, This is not the first documentary which Project Witness uh, produced. Uh, Last year, we had a tremendous success with, in one split second, the story of Hungarian Jewry. And two years ago, it was America and the Holocaust, and so on and so forth. Talking about the story of the Polish Jewry, as uh, a proud child of two Holocaust survivors, both of them came from Poland... It means a lot to me, but not only to me. It means a lot to a group of people who not necessarily are descendants of Holocaust survivors uh, from Poland, from Hungary, from Germany, from different places, who understands uh, the importance of giving over the story, the right story, our story, our tradition, to the younger generation one of the ways to do it is through documentaries mm-hmm. uh... this documentary has been worked on for a long time uh... uh for us uh, i would say since uh... november uh... the producer is uh... g orman uh... from big production and um our team traveled to israel to poland uh here in the united states from coast to coast and interviewed a lot of um a lot of uh, survivors we have unique uh, footage that came from different archives uh we have unbelievable stories of people of communities Uh, And it's all through, I would say, the glasses of the Jewish family. This is very different
0: than the Hungarian story, right? Polish Jewry was a completely different experience collectively than the Hungarian experience.
10: Yes, unfortunately, we are talking about over 3 million Jews who lived in Poland. I mean, the Jewish history in Poland is going back to 800 years, and some historians will say 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. And we are talking into a place which turned into the graveyard of... Um, of the po- of the European jury, where the Nazis decided to execute the Final Solution, as they called it, in Poland. So there is a tremendous amount of information. There is a tremendous amount of you know everything is is just big. Right. It's so A lot it's lot of volume of stories, no question. A lot of it. volume of stories, information, history, and it's not easy to put it on you know, all into one documentary. Mm.
0: That's one of the reasons that you and your staff have been working around the clock. You're trying to make it into documentary size, but you're going to make available eventually, you're going to make all this material available to everybody, which Absolutely. is something we could discuss down the road, but uh, they should at least come and see uh, what the documentary has become at this point, which they can next Tuesday night. Ruth Lichtenstein is here. Uh, July the 14th of the Museum of Jewish Heritage is the... Uh, debut of Once Upon a Family. How did Rabbi Lau react when he heard about this documentary?
10: He was very pleased about it. He was very pleased last year to come as well. But I guess this year, we this is his story right. as a child who was exactly, you know, five years and four months when he was separated from his mother till he was uh, liberated. Um, and uh, we have uh, different stories. Um, of liberators and you know survivors, uh, some of them we are going to present at uh, premiere next week, and Yom HaAtzmaut later on. We are planning, of course, to have local uh, shows in different communities and in New York area
0: as well. We always talk about the, the the you know the race against the clock. Survivors are not you know going to survive forever, so to speak. Um, Besides that factor, the time factor, is there is there anything else that, that is, is that is making this, you know, that gives this a reason to accelerate a project like that? Or is that enough? Is that enough that they, just, you know, we don't want to lose these eyewitness
10: accounts? I agree with you that we are racing against the clock. We are. Indeed, we are going, uh, you know, uh, we are doing interviews wherever we can. Uh, we... Uh, really to catch, you know, the last voice uh, that can be heard from different communities, not necessarily Poland. Um, in addition to that, let's not forget rise of anti-Semitism right. in Europe. Let's not forget what's going on today, you know, on campuses right. here in colleges in the United States, uh, which makes it, you know, uh, very, very important for us uh, to teach the younger generation what, uh, you know, our families, our grandparents, our parents went through, you know, in, uh, Europe. And in addition to that, it's a new generation. We are talking today, 70 years later, about the fourth generation already. Right. So, we are talking about the generations that really either doesn't remember the grandparents or the great-grandparents, or unfortunately they are sick already and they cannot learn from them. So I feel very strongly that this is our duty as children of survivors, uh, and I am, I have no words to thank the committee behind us. we so strong, all of them children of survivors who feel the important, uh, needs that we have here to give it over. And I am convinced that if we are not going to do it, Nobody will. Nobody will.
0: Um, There is an amazing active group, and they should be commended, and I'm sure you'll recognize many of them at the event next Tuesday. A lot of great people who are involved who want to uh, make sure that this stays alive as long as possible. And that's, and and it's not really for today, but your ultimate goal, obviously, is for all Jews and non-Jews to see this and to be aware of it and be educated. Obviously, now the focus is on getting this out and making it available to our community. But ideally, you'd like everyone to, to see this and be educated by it. Ruth Liftenstein is here. She publishes Hamodi on a daily basis and directs Project Witness. The event is July the 14th, Museum of Jewish Heritage. It's called Once Upon a Family, and everyone is invited to uh, come and participate see the screening and uh, and then after that to to participate in spreading the word about this and all your other projects because project witness has become something now where you're at anywhere people need you they want you in the lecture circuit for colleges they want you in the lecture circuit for congregations around the country and you've done both extensively they want you in schools with the passport program that we've spoken about on the air high schools middle schools uh for college campuses anywhere where they where they want you you want to send yourself and your staff to go out and to uh, spread the word about all of this.
10: If I can share with you a story, that sure. came from California, uh, a teenager who attends... Uh, a public high school and wanted very much uh, to interview a real holocaust survivor <laughs> it's funny to right. talk like that but that's what that's he the asked way they for. Put it, yeah. <laughs> and a local uh, rabbi connected him with us and uh, we introduced him to um, a holocaust survivor and he e. E. did the interview and then wrote a report and the emails that we got from california Uh, from his mother, from the teenager himself, just showed that with a little effort and, you know, what we say, ava meidische hearts, with a little warm heart, okay, you can have an impact on teenagers, on Jewish children, on non-Jewish children, all over. And, uh, the most important is to remember our goal to transmit to the next generation
0: You ever see survivors walk into schools and give presentations?
10: Absolutely, we have it. and,
0: And you see the way the kids react? Thank God. The survivors, many of them decided to finally speak and talk about all this because what they're giving over is so vital, so important, and in many cases very inspirational, depending on what their story is. So Once Upon a Family, the saga of Polish jury, you've probably seen all the footage by now, although I, to be fair to you, I don't know if you possibly could have seen everything, but there's always, with all the stories, and I'm sure there are going to be many incredible stories that people will see when they see this documentary. Is there one that sticks out with you that was just so emotional so you know so so touching to your heart that was beyond even the others that were presented in it is there one that you
10: recall as you were going through all this uh, research? There are a lot of unbelievable stories, very emotional one inspirational one um maybe the story of uh, a woman from Lodz. she lives in Israel, her name is Dvorah. um and she she came from Lodge, she was a girl, and she is describing how they were hidden, um, from the Germans, um, Lodge ghetto was lique- uh, was already destroyed, uh, by the Nazis and, uh, except of uh, 800 Jews who were left behind to, um, to rearrange the place as the German wanted, uh, the rest of the population was sent to Auschwitz. And they were, um, you know, in a terrible situation where they didn't want to go to Auschwitz and they didn't know what to do. Um, they ended getting to Auschwitz. However, when they got to, um, on the way to the train, um, one of the family member uh suggested that they should hide um under a roof and the roof uh was built in a kind of a way that they had uh, like a thin um um board oh. uh they divided the attic mm-hmm. in the roof you know uh, under the roof and um it looked like very strange when you came in and you look at it, but they hid behind the, this piece of, uh, of wood and, uh, they threw down the letter because they knew that if they're going to leave it, the Germans right away will understand that somebody is hiding here. They, the Germans arrived. They put back the letter. They sent a watchdog up. He, you know, was sniffed around. Sniffed around, went down, and then the commander insisted that one of the soldiers should go up. And he came up, and he pushed his head in, and as she said, we stopped breathing, and we set my throat, and he pushed his head in, and he said, nobody's here for that had to go up, and he went down. There are different Yeshua's stories. There are different stories of that kind. Uh, <laughs> there are different stories of Kiddush Hashem. There are different stories of you know miracles that happened to survivors. So we were able to interview them right. and to bring their story and eyewitness uh, that,
0: accounts when they saw their brothers and sisters be murdered and thousands being led away. We can't we can't forget that. That it's so important to remember and to remind the world about what happened for those who did not survive. Um. You, you you mentioned that you're the child of Holocaust survivors yes. and, I, and I mentioned earlier that there are those who spoke and those who did not do you come from those who spoke or not?
10: I'm coming uh, from a very warm home where my father did not speak about his personal uh, experience but he did write 35 books about Polish Jewry and my mother did speak Um she gave us the story, not in order. But she was also from Poland? She was also from Poland. Uh, my father lost his uh, first wife and a child, my brother Mendele, just four months before liberation. They were sent to Auschwitz. And my mother was for five and a half years under the Nazis. And she was liberated. She was fifteen and a half. Um, her story is just unbelievable. And uh, when she was liberated finally by the Russians, two, and a, two hours later, her brother was arrested by another unit of the uh, another Soviet unit who suspected him that he collaborated with the Nazis, that he was a Volkdeutsche. Um she decided not to stay in Poland. She couldn't stay there, she was trying to go back home, but the home taker who turns them into the Germans um claims that she never lived here. And she's imagining all that she wanted was a memento to take with her. And with a little knapsack, she left Poland forever, as she said, to walk to Eretz Israel. And uh, two and a an half years it. later, she not only made it to Israel, but was reunited with her brother in Israel. He managed to get out of the Soviet prison and to make it an illegal aliyah to Israel. Your father's books were written in what language? Hebrew. 35
0: of them. Yes. Um, Once Upon a Family, the Saga of Polish Jewry has its world premiere on the night of Tuesday, July 14th at the Museum of Jewish Heritage in New York City. Rabbi Yisrael Mayer Lau, and nothing against the documentary. I'm sure it's worth it, but it's also worth going to meet Rabbi Lau. Absolutely. (laughs) Rabbi Yisrael Mayer Lau will be in uh, to present and to meet everybody Uh, The buffet reception uh, will be um, uh, that evening. You can go to the following address to reserve your tickets, premier.projectwitness.org, premier.projectwitness.org. You can also dial their number, which is 718-WITNESS, 718-WITNESS, for information about the event. And as we said earlier... There are so many other things that Project Witness is doing between uh, all the educational programs, the schools, ranging from uh, yeshivas to uh, day schools and middle schools to even public schools, and so many other programs that they that they have. It's worth exploring if you're in the field of education, you're a principal, you're a teacher, obviously a history teacher or those responsible for teaching the Holocaust. Make sure to um, Make sure to contact Project Witness. This would be a good time of year, actually, to contact them before the school year starts. They can enhance your program. And the nine days will bring us – was it the nine days you just mentioned? I th- I'm sorry. I, th- I misunderstood volunteers, you
10: Volunteers. Oh. That We will welcome volunteers as we have a lot of work. Um, in general, you mean,
0: not just for the yes. events. In general,
10: volunteers yes. are needed
0: and are welcome, and you can become one if you contact 718-WITNESS. Again, that's 718-WITNESS. You can become a volunteer to help out Project Witness in their incredible work. And um, uh, you could use the email address for that, or the web address, I should say, for that as well. Anything else you'd like to add, Mrs. Lufenstein?
10: I thank you very much. A good friend of Project Witness and Hamadia.
0: I appreciate that. What do and people need to know, by the way, about Tuesday night? Just uh, make a reservation and show make up? Make a reservation
10: basically? and show up and enjoy and being inspired.
0: By the way, last time you did one of these premieres was standing room only. I'm going to make a suggestion. When they announce, go to the theater, folks. Get in there as soon as you can. Otherwise, you may end up without we'll a seat. See
10: the sign. Did you get event. a seat last time?
0: Did you get a seat? Because <laughs> it was, it was real. I'm telling you, it was packed. I'm amazed how many people want to be there and want to uh, experience it. It's incredible. Uh, Once upon a family, the saga of Polish Jewry. A week from tonight at the museum. A week from tomorrow night at the Museum of Jewish Heritage on the 14th of July or by law will be there. Information: uh, projectwitness.org. Get your reservations in and uh, go and be inspired. By that incredible documentary. Mrs. Lichtenstein, continue your amazing work on behalf of the Jewish people. Thank you. A pleasure. More coming up. Keep it right here on a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. <laughs>
6: Ich kol voice ho then we are a yossem it bara kiheiden viarvas ap kara shen. Sassen simcha
1: Say, he might the cold in Rome. <muchas> I was a
6: sam we are we are
11: Give us him, give us him, heart ate, save the child, who shall him to our doom. Give us him, heart ate, save the child, who shall him to our doom. Give us L'fne chem rina yip t'sehu L'fne chem rina Kola t'se chasdein p'aokah He harin ha-gebaot Give us give us him, shalom 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 Eh hurry. They have given our gift to If Necambry, naive to who. If Necambry, naive to Behagiwa <laughs> <laughs> or
1: Ki va moe, 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 ki moe, ki moe. An t'shakum tirach en t'zion ki es b'chene na ki ba moein. An t'shakum tirach en t'zion ki es b'chene na ki ba moein. ki I'm the the To me there used to be a minion around But one of us passed away and we've been feeling down Yet now it seems as though another Jew has been found Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, Minion Man? <coughs> I step off the bus in Mobile, Alabama was slowly setting on the bay, it was six o'clock on a summer Friday afternoon, Shabbos was an hour away, I walked around the town wondering what to do, but Shabbos, there's no time to be feeling glued. Avenue, A block then two more Went into a shop that red closed on the door there was, there
6: was a minion in the back of a hardware store Nine men waiting for one more We ushered in the Shabbos with a beautiful song
1: The cousin had a voice that was clear and strong Oh, no Shabbos long Then my came again I had to be moving on Shabbos, Just, Minion yeah. Man
6: Because the place is still dear And when I make this trip through Mobile once every year I remember the men who prayed here Now
1: the minion is gone, a few died, some moved on But the back of the store still remembers
6: the song The nine men who waited, two one came along How Shabbos was carried on us all.
0: La Cappella, very, very popular tune, Minion Man. <laughs> that is a popular tune, uh, whether it's three weeks format or not. Cole Zimra had Kiva Moed, you heard Tavim with Kiva Simcha, and Cole Zimra had Ki to open up that set. My thanks to Ruth Lichtenstein, joining us earlier, Project Witness. Partly cloudy, a high temperature of 81. It's a Monday on this July 6th and 19th of Tammuz. Randy's here tomorrow. We're traveling to Houston tomorrow. Wednesday's radio show will be our visit to Houston. Uh, we'll be visiting the flood-ravaged uh, neighborhood and community down there and uh, reporting to you, meeting some great people, and uh, letting you know how people can help. Um, Houston, Texas, our destination. A big thank you to those who made it possible for us to embark on this journey and show some solidarity with the Jewish community in need. And uh, we look forward to being there tomorrow and presenting Wednesday morning show from there. I um, want to thank our friends at Traveler's Choice, Yossi and Devorah and their entire staff. They really helped us with uh, the arrangements for the big journey down to Houston. Thank you, Traveler's Choice, and we wish you good luck as you continue to help people get to Israel for the summer and for Sukkot. And um, they really helped us uh, with this Houston journey, and we are very, very appreciative. Partly cloudy with a high temperature of 81, 71 degrees outside right now. Plenty on our stream all day long at jmnam.org. Someone commented on our app, what's the three weeks format? I thought it was all a cappella. I hear musical instruments. Well, the majority of what we've been doing this morning is, is a cappella. I have a feeling that people have to get used to the idea that a lot of the a cappella stuff sounds like musical instruments. Yeah. that. But believe me, that's the... uh that is the um consensus that a lot of the a cappella material sounds like it has instruments in it. Uh, and by the way, this Thursday, Charlie Bernhout's going to be here. We're going to play some cantorial selections for the three weeks, and some of that does have musical accompaniment. But the cantorial selections we're playing, we feel, are appropriate for the three weeks. So we suggest you stay tuned in if you don't want to. All right, you know, everybody's got their thing. But... um, But I'm just letting you know that uh, he'll be here on Thursday. Uh, Coming up, right after JM in the AM, Mayor Weingarten with another amazing live edition of the Israel Show. You know, a lot of our shows are either in reruns or have uh, concluded uh, during the three weeks. The uh, NSN season, so to speak, has come to a close. But the Israel Show is one of those shows, uh, this one hosted by Mayor Weingarten, that um, continues with great live presentations every single week, and we are so appreciative. As the three weeks of national mourning begin, Israel mourns the loss of 26-year-old Malachi Rosenfeld, murdered by Arab terrorists last week. Here is Father's heart-wrenching eulogy and the story of the Rosenfeld family coming up on the Israel Show uh, right after JM and the AM. Also, a mayor will share the orders of the Army General Staff for Shivasar Batamo's He'll also present slow and inspirational Israeli music four to three weeks. It's all happening. Make sure to like the Israel Show Facebook page and tune in to the Israel Show 18 minutes from now at jmnam.org or even more easily on the NSN app. Hey, by the way, happy anniversary. We did this Friday, but I want to do it again. Happy anniversary to Ruthie and Joey Bodner. Celebrated their silver wedding anniversary on July the 4th. So we say happy anniversary from all of us here at JM in the AM. 18 minutes before the hour, more with the Maccabees at JM in the AM.
11: Ramanishma Rachel mevaka, Alva.
1: We mm-hmm. Some um.
0: My Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listen to sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, JM and the AM.org want to thank those who are tuned in on three different radio stations as they made their way back from the Catskills to the New York, New Jersey region this morning. Thank you, thank you, and thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to Ruth Lichtenstein of Project Witness. Thank you to um, Josh Melman, Flapish Jewish Community Coalition and Travel Cell. Tomorrow morning, Randy is here. We're on our way to Houston. We'll be broadcasting Wednesday morning show from Houston, Texas, from the storm-ravaged areas of the Jewish community. Make sure to be tuned in for that. And uh, Thursday, I'll be back here live in studio. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow with Randy, Wednesday from Houston. Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.